please enjoy this classic clip from the I Love Gringo Letters Patreon archives. Hey you guys, welcome to I Love Gringo Letters, the podcast where we talk about the letters to the age newspapers, television and radio lift out the Green Guide. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Green Guide Letters. Now you guys, a very exciting episode. We are again in the new apartment and it is still as messy as last time. But we have got two people from behind this and last year, some great shows on the ABC network. We have got from the very popular comedy podcast, The Sweetest Plum, and one of the writers of Problems, Declan Fay. Hi, mate. How are you going? Very well. And our other guest, uh, you would know from Talking About My Generation and his compelling new documentary series, Please Like Me. <laughs> It's Josh Thomas. It's not a documentary. Really? It's we can't say that it's illegal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's illegal to say it's a documentary. Well, my, my pa- it's fiction. My parents have signed a contract saying that it, we'll say it's fiction. <laughs> <laughs> it is fiction, but it's also it is actually fiction. But people don't think it's fiction because I'm called Josh and then I say, hey, mum. And that's a problem for my mum. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. people watch it and they think that that's like my actual mum. Because people are idiots. Is your mum spending a lot of time trying to reassure people that she's not mentally ill and hasn't tried to kill herself? Oh, no, she is mentally ill. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But that, is tr- <laughs> <laughs> that is true. But she's just letting people know that she's not mentally ill in the same way as the character. Is she, is she, it's weird one with parents and how they're portrayed. Some love it, some don't like to be talked about it. Oh, is she, are your parents happy with their sort of pseudo-fictional portrayal? They're like... Fine with it, begrudgedly, <laughs> begrudgedly fine with it. Like they would prefer that I had a TV show and that I could make it as good as I could. Then, then they're, they're more worried about that than they are about being embarrassed. Mm. And they trust me. Like I've done a lot of stand-up about them, and it's always been kind of like it always feels kind of exposing. Mm. But it's always quite nice. I think. Yeah, yeah. So I think they sort of trusted me. Well, it is it is confusing because you've got Tom Ward, who's my best friend, and is called Tom, and. My dog, John, who's called John, who's playing John. And my, uh, well, Tom's a rabbit who's dead now, but we don't need to go on about that. She's playing herself as Shaniqua. So (laughs) there are, she's black. That's why she's called Shaniqua, obviously. But the rest is fiction. It's kind of, it's a mix. but, But like Seinfeld was a mix, you know, and. I'd like to think that if you did the show and you didn't cast Tom as Tom. Yeah. I didn't want to cast Tom as Tom. We just couldn't find anybody with a face as funny because um, <laughs> what happens is casting agents, they only, they only book hot people, right? So when I send them like a, a brief saying we want someone that's going to play my like lower status friend who's like a kind of not ugly but like a bit funny looking. <laughs> They just sent in like models. Like the boy that plays my boyfriend in the show, beautiful. He was sent to audition for Tom Ward. <laughs> <laughs> my lowest status yeah, right. He is a handsome man. He's beautiful, right? Like, they're idiots. Like, they just can't cope with, like, a request for someone that isn't a model. They just, casting agents can't do it. So, we ended up going with Tom because he's he's got a funny looking face. Can I weirdly jump to the defense of casting agents? Yeah. Uh, I worked as a casting agent for, yeah. or no, at a casting agent. I was the camera guy. You know, when you walk into an yeah, audition, yeah, yeah. there's a surly camera guy that looks like he wants to, like, murder everyone in the room. <laughs> you got yeah. promoted yeah. to a surly podcast guest. Pretty much, actually. <laughs> it's it's exactly the same thing. I can just keep using the same skill. But am I coming across as surly this early? It's, it's punt so. right. It's not. It's not my fault. The, anyway, uh, yeah, but 
it is a hard thing, the casting thing, because you stand there the whole day and you watch like 40 actors read out the same line yeah. over like literally. And by the end, you go mad because everybody, I actually by the end, like quite seriously felt sorry for actors because they all come in full of so much hope and they've all learnt the line and they shake your hand like they're about to break your hand off because yeah. there's just so much like wanting to achieve. Oh, it's so grim. It is a really hard and... The, Especially because it's not like... Um there are lots of people that were equally talented to the people mm. that got the role, but you're just not that role. Like, no. I'm just not looking... I'm, honestly, because we're not looking for an actor. We're looking for somebody who is basically that person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so it's just they're just so unlucky. There's no way in control of how well they do. Actors have got no control over their career. No, it's not. And then you see at the end, like the producer comes in and looks at the they often don't even look at the screen test. They just look down the photos yeah. of the people and they'll pick the five people that might look right and then look at those videos. And it just used to break my heart. Well, we decided who to screen test from the photos. Okay. but um, So we didn't bring anybody in that didn't look right. But yeah, it was just a heartbreaking process. Especially because also we don't really know what we're looking for at the beginning because we've never had anyone read the work. Mm. So you kind of work it out. As you have like 20 actors come in, you go, yeah. oh no, that's not the show. Like what that person did. Like, thank you for letting us know that's did not you, what we wanted. Did you get good at the codes? Like the people go, oh, can I have one more thing? And you go, no, no, you nailed it. You really nailed it <laughs> as you're pushing them out the door. <laughs> no, we didn't. We were quite friendly. But we let them stay for as long as they wanted. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. You're making me recollect all these bad auditions now. Oh, so I didn't nail it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a really awful thing, but when you say you nailed it, very rarely did they nail it. It's just you need oh, to move. Okay. You've got a list. Didn't, Sorry. I, I didn't nail making out with a balloon that was meant to be an M&M. <laughs> Look, I wasn't there. You might have nailed it. I, I who, who knows? Mm, I would never tell someone they did well if they didn't do well, though. We poker face, everybody. Yeah, it's a poker face. But it, I've been on the other side of it where you are an actor and I felt yeah. like an idiot. And I felt like I got one earlier this year where the title was Man Aged 40, Tired Looking, Comma, Schlubby. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I have to go in and be that guy. And then I said to the woman, I thought I'll break the ice on it. And I said, oh... I said, it's really great. You know, the one thing I've been auditioned for is to play a schlub. And I said, I'll try and channel my inner schlub. And the woman had clearly had about five actors make jokes about that. Yeah. And she goes, can I just say, it's just a description. It's just a description. We don't <laughs> need to focus on the word. And so she clearly had been sort of sitting on this. With just dip- kidding. Yeah. And then I stupidly went again at the end and I said, sorry, I'll just try and make it 10% more schlubby. And she goes, it's just a word. <laughs> it's dead in the water. Schlub it up, son. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You should just try and own it. I had another one where it was... At the end of, was it last? No, it was a year before. And literally it was about a week after I'd been sacked off commercial radio. And so I was just walking around going, what am I going to do with my life? And my agent, who was trying to be a good person, going, don't worry, we'll we'll capitalise on this and get you something. And she, I remember walking through the city and she rang and she's this Polish woman. And she doesn't do any small talk. She just goes straight into what the thing is. And she just goes, darling, how do you feel about playing a loaf of bread? <laughs> And it was just like my visceral reaction to it. I just said, oh, and I was really angry. And I just said, well, to be honest, Joanna, actually pretty shit because I had a commercial radio show and now you're offering me to play a loaf of fucking bread. I used to give away loaves of bread. (laughs) Yes. Did we ever give away bread? We gave away lots of things. We gave away muffins and tacos and did we give away bread? 
Oh. No, we never cracked the bread market. I wish I'd hooked up on that taco giveaway. <laughs> it was one. It was a Mad Mex. It was a Mad Mex sponsorship. Chase that black thunder all over town <laughs> to get my lips around a free taco. <laughs> oh, wait. Mm. Yeah. Actual tacos or taco vouchers? Uh, that's correct. You're absolutely right. It was a voucher for a taco. Oh, don't, okay. don't ruin the visual image of <laughs> okay. me running down the street holding an armful of tacos. Oh, you've, um. you've seriously, I had a Homer Simpson esque like cloud above my head, picturing a black thunder with all these tacos, and then Josh came along and just wiped it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it was me in a giant taco suit with my co-host running with a bag of taco meats <laughs> behind me. Yeah, that was that was our show. But I, I, I would have much rather it if you actually didn't hire Tom to be Tom. Yeah. Partly because it could have been Jonathan Schuster's big break. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also then Tom could have Kramer-esque started uh, the Tom Ward please like me reality tour. Yeah. That's right. That's the is it Kenny is Kenny Kramer? Kenny yes. Kramer. Did he do a tour of the Seinfeld things in a bus? Is that right? Yeah, and it's I went on it and it was easily top 10 oh, it's most re- it's glorious good. days of my life. I've always wondered that because it's sort of like I've always wondered is it really good and he just goes I'm so happy to be a part of this or is it this weird embittered I'm going to cash in on it and I could never pick which way it was going. No, no, go. it's it's not embittered. Yeah. He's a positive man yeah right but it is definitely cashing in on it right because like, it's yeah. cr- it's it's kramer but it's yeah, a yeah. different without the ticks yeah yeah and a little bit shorter and without the the sort of uh, various racist um yeah <laughs> epitaphs. He, he didn't didn't yell much out the window at yeah. uh he didn't at take you through he didn't take you through harlem and just nah, start nah. yelling out at <laughs> various people and your mother's played by deborah lawrence yeah one of the Pippers. I, know, I, knew, I, see, I hear that and I know exactly the next sentence is going to come out of your mouth. But I don't know. I've never seen Home and Away, so I don't know what they're talking about. You've never seen Home and Away? No. I never watched it. I'm very, I'm very um, Channel 10 dedicated since I was like a child. Really? Yeah, it's a really good coincidence that I ended up working for them. Because I, I never, I don't know what's you happening. You truly are Seriously 10. Seriously 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really, <laughs> I really don't know what's happening on the other networks. Yeah, because she played Pippa, but there was a different Pippa. Yeah. But she's, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what, Judy Farr, people always mention Kingswood Country, I've never seen that either, I don't know what any of these actors have been in, because I just met them and watched their videos, I didn't read their resumes or anything. Yeah, Kingswood Country, who, who was in that? That Judy was Farr, she plays Aunt Peg. Ah, okay. That was Ted Bullpit, you know, you're not taking the Kingswood. Yeah, I, I remember, like, I, I know the show existed, yeah. and I know he was a really grumpy dad, and it was... Oh, he was racist. And, and if it was on and, now, um, it would be like... Oh, they'd all like be arrested. It'd be a, it'd be a clan meeting sort of thing. It's sort of it's biz- well, because it, bizarrely, the 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 uh, Vic, who was his brother or the guy that kept hanging around the house, who was an ethnic sort of Greek guy, and he just like the tagline whenever Vic was in the room was "Shut up, Wog," and like I mean, you just couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> and then bizarrely, when I watched the slap. That guy, the Vic, the shut up wog guy, is like the elderly, like Vasily or whatever. He's, he's the elderly Greek guy, like very graceful Greek guy. And I didn't realise it until very late in the episode. And then it sort of wrecked it for me because I just kept seeing him and thinking of Ted Bullpit. Did he have many lines? And, yeah, he did. So he hasn't learned his lesson. How many times do we have to tell him? (laughs) No, he got a whole episode about his sort of melancholy and sort of the Greek dynamic of Greek families. But it's just hard to take that seriously when you just keep hearing sort of reverberating in your mind. Shut up, Wog. (laughs) (laughs) 
Where's that bumper sticker? I should also uh, just update the listeners. This is very exciting, you guys. We just moved into here last week. And the night we moved in, when those blinds are up, there's that flashy apartment that you mm. thought I lived in. <laughs> and we're actually very angry that I may have lived no, in well, there. Can I just say, I've driven to this up this street. I don't know. You probably have realised it. It's like the classic, if you live in Melbourne, like backstreet cut. So you yeah. can dodge Punt Road. And I've been using this street as a backstreet cut for about 10 years. And I've felt like a, like I've sort of used it or exploited it. And now I feel sort of good that I'm here actually doing something in the street. <laughs> but yeah, where I parked, I got your numbers mixed up. So I had to ring you. And the, the flashy one next door, it's such a bad instinct like to go... Why does this guy live in a better place than me? <laughs> like, I got really angry. And then I rang you and I'd got the place wrong. And then you live in this, like, it's like something out of, like, Sunset Boulevard or a Hollywood movie. It's a remarkable. <laughs> and it says on the, it's sort of aware of its own sort of silliness, though, because it's got a mm. thing on the front going, please no photographs. Is that a joke, do you think? No, because people want to come in and shoot. Oh, so it's not, it's a dead series. Yeah, yeah people right. want to come in and shoot fashion shoots and stuff like that. No shit. That's how you can make some extra coin by. You can actually just, people who come to do fashion shoots, direct them up to your apartment. That'd be good. And then I could earn some extra money. And then I could move into that (laughs) apartment next door. They can take a picture next to your giant Yoda or your pile of clothes (laughs) on the floor. That can be their next fashion shoot. Don't mention the pile of clothes. Um, uh, coat hangers. I've got to edit that bit out. (laughs) So Jackie doesn't listen to this and go, I can't believe you left the pile of clothes there. (laughs) But I do like that you're out the front. He lives in this... Really flashy part. Look, how's his podcast earning so much money? I need to ask him. I know it's a bad instinct. Like it was such a bad, like immediately competitive instinct to do. Like it's ridiculous. Like I was, yeah, it's such a stupid mindset to get into. But I have to admit, when you then said I live in the one next door, I was really, I was very relieved. <laughs> So we moved in on a Saturday night just to get you guys up to speed and through the window someone had one of the biggest televisions I've ever seen like twice as big as this playing some of the most graphic full screen 1080p hardcore porn. Wow. Like you could see through? Or? Oh, yes. Yeah. Basically a porn drive-in. Like <laughs> watching through a window and you've got this screen. Then we had the next Saturday night, the porn was back out again. So Saturday nights is porn night. So wow. Porn night. So if you want to come around. In that massive flashy apartment. It's so depressing. That guy has so much money and then... And he just stays just home watching. Actually, it's sort of actually quite apt for that building because it is a very sort of new, like sort of yeah. executive corporate sort of apartment it's a building. building. You could imagine him like wanking over that porn, but wanking. The reason why you got annoyed wasn't just because it was so nice; it's because it's such a douchebaggy. Building. That's right. It's, like, it's so. Why <laughs> does he have so much money, and why is he spending it on such like a flashy like? That's um, exactly right. Like, like the whole point is like it's like driving like a convertible Mercedes or like a Lamborghini. It's like just a douchebag thing to own. Sort of like a great metaphor because he can watch because you're on this sort of weird hill that leads down to Punt Road and over the Yarra. I sort of like this image of him watching porn on his own and this sort of like weird sick mindset. But then right at the end when he sort of reaches his climax, he can just ejaculate out the window <laughs> onto all the cars that are sort of using this as a back street cut. <laughs> That's what you like. Oh, no, I don't like that. That's what you like. No, all right. All right. I'm going to have very like. different associations with this street next time I use God. it as a back street cut. Yeah, next time you come through, just fingers crossed. Please. Oh, I didn't just chisses on me as yeah. I drive past. <laughs> That's what I like. Oh, no. 
<laughs> I will never be using this straight as a back straight cut again. Thank God. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that classic I Love Green Guide Letters clip. Now here's the deal. We keep the last 25 new episodes free on the feed for anyone to download. But to dip into the archives, I invite you to check out the I Love Green Guide Letters Patreon page. Patreon is a really easy way for content providers like myself to reward listeners for supporting the podcast. And just for $3 a month, I give you complete access to our hundreds and hundreds of back episodes. You can download or listen to them on patreon.com or you can paste a quick and easy code into your podcast app of choice and download every episode just like a regular podcast. Along with the classic episodes for Patreon supporters, I also record the bonus After Letters show where myself and previous guests answer listener-supplied questions that, of course, go off into unexpected tangents. It's a really fun format that has become a favorite with our Patreon supporters. So the link is in the show notes of the very episode you're listening to now, or you can check it out at patreon.com forward slash I love GG letters. And then you can enjoy all the classic episodes featuring the likes of Will Anderson, Dave Anthony, Ronnie Chang, Santo Chilaro, Arthur Coma, Paul Dempsey, professional wrestler Mick Foley, Tom Gleason, Libby Gore, Tiffany Hall, Peter Hellier, Darren Hinch, Jonathan Holmes, Pete Holmes, Claire Hooper, Anthony Jeselnik, Jamoan, Samuel Johnson, Ed Cavalier, Andy Kinler, Kate Langbrook, Limo, Dylan Lewis, Sam Mack, Mark Marin, Tony Martin, Luke McGregor, Ryan Maloney, Lawrence Mooney, former Green Guide editor Andrew Murphy, Dave O'Neill, Celia Bacola, Sam Pang, Charlie Pickering, Randy the Puppet, Gareth Reynolds, Adam Richard, John Safran, Sam Simmons, Brody Stevens, Tim and Eric, Josh Thomas, Dave Thornton, Ash Williams, Merrick Watts, Adam Zwar, and you get it, quite obviously, so many more. Your support is so appreciated and also needed to help finance the future production of I Love Green Guide Letters. So just to recap, last 25 episodes, always up for free for anyone to download. But if you want to go into the archives, it is just $3 to support the podcast for the month. If you so wanted, you could pay $3, download all thousand plus hours of podcasting and that's it, but we would love for you to stick around and continue to support the podcast and enjoy the ongoing bonus episodes. Thank you guys so much. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Green Guide Letters and our beloved Patreon supporters.